This is a Federal News Network podcast. Coming up on today's Federal Newscast, we get a breakdown at how the COVID-19 pandemic affected Customs and Border Protection. There are some members of Congress who do not agree with the White House's approach to getting feds back in the office. And National Guard members are appealing to the Pentagon to get health care for them. These stories and more in today's Federal Newscast. Welcome to today's episode of the Federal Newscast. I'm Eric White. Over 7,000 frontline Customs and Border Protection employees contracted COVID-19 since February 2021. 24 died due to complications from the virus. The Government Accountability Office says over 20,000 field operations employees and Border Patrol agents were out of work at one time because they were potentially exposed to COVID-19. Field operations leaders say employees' absences had little impact on CBP operations because travel volume at the U.S. ports of entry was down. But Border Patrol leadership say absences had a bigger impact on their work. Not everyone is happy with the Biden administration's reopening plans for federal employees. More from Federal News Network's Nicola Grisco. Two of the top Republicans on the House Oversight and Reform Committee say the administration's reopening plans for federal employees are unacceptable. Congressman James Comer and Jody Heiss say the plans put federal unions first. They say Americans aren't getting the services they need because of remote work. Agencies have until mid-July to finalize reopening plans. Then they're supposed to meet collective bargaining obligations and give employees at least 30 days notice before asking them to return. Nicola Grisco, Federal News Network. President Biden is expected to nominate Acting Inspector General of the Department of Education Sandra Bruce to serve as the department's permanent inspector general. Bruce began her public service career as an auditor with the U.S. Army Audit Agency, then moved on to various roles in the Postal Service and Department of Energy. She's also a recipient of the Excellence in Government Leadership Award. She's worked in the Education Department's Office of Inspector General since 2014. The Postal Service's Inspector General is rolling out a dashboard to track the agency's on-time delivery metrics. The IG's new service performance webpage breaks down quarterly on-time delivery data by mail class, location, and service standards. The Postal Service earlier this year told mailers it would stand up a similar dashboard to address persistent mail delays. The IG's office says it will continue to update its platform quarterly as it gets new data from the Postal Service. The Defense Department Inspector General is raising red flags about a new effort to track extremism in the armed forces. The DOD IG identified resources as one roadblock in setting up the new Deputy Inspector General for Diversity and Inclusion and Extremism in the Military. The position was established earlier this spring and is hiring an initial staff of 10 to 12 people. But the IG says more resources will be needed to support its goal of hiring 80 additional positions over the next two years. DOD also faces challenges in tracking extremist behavior among its ranks, as the IG says there is no central database for collecting such information. Discrepancies are found between vacancy reports and the Veterans Affairs Department's Human Resources offices. A report from the Office of Inspector General shows that some vacancy counts in VA medical facilities were overstated by as much as 20.7%. The faults in the data can be attributed to VHA's lack of a strong oversight mechanism for data reporting. The inspector general suggests that agency-wide guidelines be set in place. 
Members of the National Guard are asking the president for health care from the Defense Department. Federal News Network Scott Massioni has details. About 20 percent of National Guard service members do not have private health insurance. That gap became a big issue this past year as more guardsmen were deployed than any time since the Second World War. Now the Guard's top advocacy group and its top general are calling on the president and Congress for a change. They want free health care for all members of the Guard and the Reserves. There's currently a bill in Congress that will expand health care coverage to the nearly half a million service members. Scott Massioni, Federal News Network. Transgender members of the military can once again serve openly. They still may not be addressed by their correct names, however. Two top Democrats say the Defense Department is taking too long to update forms of service members and veterans to reflect gender transitions. The lawmakers are asking the Pentagon to work with the service secretaries to complete the process in 90 days. The National Geospatial Intelligence Agency wants a new approach to train its leaders of today and in the future. Federal News Network's Jason Miller tells us how. The National Geospatial Intelligence Agency says its leadership program needs to evolve. The competency model is no longer ideal, and a new approach that uses formal and informal learning methods is needed. To that end, NGA issued a request for information seeking vendor input on how they can transform their leadership program. NGA says the modernization effort increases emphasis on value-based learning, neuroleadership, and other emerging best practices. It should include self-development, team development, cohort learning, and peer coaching opportunities. Responses to the RFI are due July 12th. Jason Miller, Federal News Network. Reality winner, the former NSA contractor who pled guilty to leaking classified information to an online news outlet, is out of prison. She'll spend the rest of her sentence in home confinement. At the time of Winner's conviction, her five-year sentence was the longest ever issued to a clearance holder for leaking information to journalists. That sentence will run its course in November. Until then, Winner is still technically in federal custody. Head of the Justice Department's National Security Division, John Demers, is stepping down at the end of the month. This comes after reports the DOJ pursued records from journalists and political opponents of the Trump administration. Demers was appointed to the role back in 2018. He's been in the department since 2003, starting as an attorney advisor for the Office of Legal Counsel. And technology is making the Census Bureau more efficient, but can it control costs? Federal News Network's Jory Heckman reports. The 2020 census is the most expensive decennial count done by the Census Bureau. The Bureau expects that once it's complete, the count will cost more than $14 billion. But the Government Accountability Office says the Bureau can do more with new technology to save money for the next decennial count. Census takers, for the first time, use laptops and smartphones to collect census data when going door-to-door. That helped the enumerators collect more cases per hour, but GAO says the Bureau could do more to collect efficiency metrics on miles traveled per case or hours worked per enumerator. Jory Heckman, Federal News Network. You can find more information about these stories at federalnewsnetwork.com. Search Federal Newscast and subscribe to the Federal Newscast on Podcast One or Apple Podcasts. I'm Eric White. Whether it's Baker's Simple Truth Turkey or Mac and Cheese with Murray's English Cheddar, or pie made with fresh, cosmic, crisp apples. There are many dishes we look forward to sharing during the holidays, and Baker's has all the fresh ingredients you need to turn today's holidays into tomorrow's memories. Baker's, fresh for everyone. Get more ways to save at the Buy 5 or More Save $1 each sale. Just buy five or more participating items and save a dollar each with card. Baker's, fresh for everyone.